Welcome to A Friend of Mine, a series of conversations with some incredible and inspiring women in business from regional and rural Australia. I'm Kimberly Finesse, your host and the founder and editor of Oak Magazine, and I cannot wait to introduce you to some amazing female entrepreneurs who will share with you their experience and knowledge of what it takes to start, grow and scale a successful business. So let me introduce you to a friend of mine. Michelle Rossiter is reluctant to call herself an entrepreneur, but when you look back at her business journey, she has a knack of seeing a gap, filling it and doing so with great success. Michelle left school at 15 to become an apprentice hairdresser. At 21, she set out to travel around Australia, practicing her hairdressing skills along the way. It wasn't until the terrorist attacks of September 11, 2001, that Michelle felt a strong desire to return home and be near family. She soon relocated to Tumut, where her sister was living. It was in Tumut that Michelle's entrepreneurial spirit was sparked. Recognising a lack of eateries in her hometown, Michelle took the initiative to establish a cafe and successfully launched The Coach House. Although the cafe has changed ownership over time, it continues to flourish. Not stopping there, Michelle ventured into additional entrepreneurial pursuits, founding another cafe and operating a mobile coffee and pancake van. However, wanting a job that was less labour intensive, Michelle decided to pursue her passion for outdoor riding. This led to opening Ground Up in 2017. Ground Up stock a full range of bikes that cater for all needs, from seasoned professionals to beginners. The business outgrew its first store and is now the largest bike store in the New South Wales Snowy Valleys region. In this episode, Michelle shares her business journey, along with the challenges of running a retail business, the importance of a strong online presence, and the impact of the pandemic on the bike industry. The Mum of Three also talks about balancing work and family commitments. Meet my friend Michelle from Ground Up. Hello, Michelle, and welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's such a small world, isn't it? It is. Yes, we have just discovered that we're both from Bendigo. I know. It's, yeah, good old benders. Yeah. And here I am in Tumut, about five or six hours away from home, and I I find a local. Mm, I know. (laughs) Grew up, um, yeah, spent a lot of my time, my childhood in Bendigo, went to school in Bendigo, did my hairdressing um, apprenticeship in Bendigo. Yeah, so some really beautiful, got some beautiful friends still there that I catch up with. Well, why don't we start there? You just mentioned hairdressing apprenticeship. Wearing your beautiful, big, amazing bike store. My (laughs) second born would just be losing himself at the Uh, moment in here. (laughs) Um, Like, how do you go from hairdressing to bikes? I know. I actually do ask myself that quite often. And even my kids, like even just chatting, because I've got a 19-year-old now, 17, and a 10-year-old, and just going back trying to teach my 19 year old you know about jobs and that sort of thing and you know as I was saying to you briefly before about choosing you don't have to choose a job for that long you know because I I was a hairdresser to start with and then I went into cafes and nail bike shops so yeah don't don't be so hung up on you know jobs so yes I did I started as a hairdresser in Bendigo um, when I was 15 to Flora Hill. Hi. Hello to all my um, my Flora Hill friends. Um, yeah, and then just, yeah, I spent probably 15 years in Bendigo there doing my apprenticeship and, yeah, yeah. so. What attracted you to hairdressing? I actually did 
like a work placement yeah, um, in work year experience. 10. Yep. And I actually got, um, Sue Pierce was actually, um, she used to have a hair salon called Talking Heads. Yeah. Yeah. And she offered me an apprenticeship. I left school and I said, mum, I'm leaving. And wow. um, yeah, I like I probably didn't like school that much. But in the time, I think when I grew up, there wasn't a lot of apprenticeships being offered, so mum sort of said, well, you know, it's, it's a good trade and maybe she thought she'd got free hairdos. Yeah, I, I yeah. don't know. <laughs> and, she, and she did. We, we used her quite a bit. Um, yeah, so it's made me the person I am today. And, um, yeah, the hairdressing industry was really different back then to what it is today. So mm. It would be. How did your mum feel about you leaving school so early? You know, was mum worried or? Maybe. I think that's probably a good question for mum. I don't know if I've ever really asked her. Um, mum was actually a single mum, like had two girls. I've got a sister that actually lives in Tumut as well, um, which was one of the reasons why I moved here, you know, and apprenticeships probably weren't around a lot. So, But now I think there's so much more opportunity for our children today I just think they're yeah it's they could do whatever they want they can can't and they don't they? have yeah. to do yep. it for you know and that's the thing it's not a career so once they finish the VCE it's or HSC here in uh, New South Wales um, it's not about you know picking that one thing that you're going to see through mm, mm. your whole career now Absolutely. Um, they're having those micro careers in there which seems to be I want to say it's more acceptable um, because it's not it wasn't looked at as acceptable to keep swapping jobs all the time but no I just look back and think you know even I've moved around you know from I suppose journalism to beauty therapy to comms marketing to lots of little jobs in between and every one of those have have taught me something that I'm able to apply to what I do today Mm. so you know you haven't made the jump from hairdressing to bike shops though there's this massive part in the middle (laughs) yep yep yeah husband children mum yep um yeah cafe cafes how did you get into cafes from hairdressing well I I think actually it probably stemmed from my mother and grandmother back um you know being a child nana grew up on a farm so they were very big into farming and I remember they were on a farm in Ararat, so that was sort of my mum's home hometown. So we used to go back there quite and quite often through the school holidays and help out with the shearing. So, and I always remember Nana was just in the kitchen. Mm. That's actually how I remember Nana. Like from the moment she got up in the morning, she'd have you know cooked breakfast for my pa, and pa would go out into the the fields and you know or do whatever he did with cattle and sheep and and that and then then she'd clean up from breakfast and then she'd have lunch on the table or morning tea they'd come in and she'd have biscuits and you know cheese and you know she'd have cuppers and and then she'd clean up from that and I guess she'd have lunch and you know it might have only been just some sandwiches or something like that but you know they all it was always set by a time and the times yeah so I just always remember and even though we were outside playing and doing all that stuff but I do remember always Nana just being in the kitchen Mm. um and probably didn't have dishwashers like they do today and and that so everything was just done in this little old sink and you know that so getting back to that 
seeing my nana was always a beautiful cook and she always had these recipe tins and I remember going there and you know she'd go oh, what are we going to make today and you know you'd, you'd go and have a look at a recipe and you'd pull out and you know she'd make something and everything was by scratch and then my mother yeah she was always a beautiful cook and I guess when we moved to Bendigo after my parents had a marriage breakdown that was sort of one thing she thought that she might like to get back into so when we were in sort of high school and that sort of thing and so mum went and did a cooking course like at the TAFE in Bendigo when I remember going there and we actually went there for dinner and you know it was like what they'd learnt all through the term and you actually went there and you know it was all like sit down yeah it was like very la-di-da and I remember my mum just being so proud because she probably was a stay-at-home mum like all that time from when we were kids and just seeing her, you know, probably do something for herself, I guess, was um, a really big thing for her and then her joy of cooking and that sort of thing. So I think that's kind of where it's all stemmed from. My sister's a beautiful cook. So, yeah, we, we kind of just maybe got it handed down to, to you. Yeah. 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 My nan was like that CWA. She had a folder oh. with blue wool. Um, you know, that done it up in a beautiful old school handwriting. Um, but yeah, it skipped so many generations oh, after that. Oh, Jesus, no. I'm sure it's probably back in there somewhere. Oh, I don't, I don't know. I, I can do a pav and scones. I don't know how. But that's, they're the, that's hard. I know. They're the only two things they though. Hard. Yeah. I burnt um, pasta on the first sort of night I met my husband um and he'd sort of said then you know I was never gonna marry you for your cooking skills so he does all the cooking I'm so very very lucky um, <laughs> you are <laughs> and it was not intentional um but yeah so you bought a cafe then or worked in one first when I moved um I will I actually I did a bit of hairdressing for a while I went decided to go around Australia so that was kind of what I did after my 21st and we sort of started to jot our way up the coast and worked in Early Beach and worked on South Mull Island as um, a hairdresser and wedding sort of, we did a lot of weddings and that sort of thing. And then I moved to Port Douglas. So I was there for a couple of years and yeah, just worked in a few salons. Oh, well, one salon there, but then I decided that I was sort of, I was sort of on the cusp of probably not really wanting to do hairdressing I think I sort of decided that might have been it for me but the great thing about Port Douglas was um, there was a lot of movie sets up there a lot of movies so we end up um, you know we'd go out and do the hair for the movie sets and um, met some amazing people it was actually just before September the 11th I remember talking to my little niece and she was you know all of probably five or six and I remember ringing her for her birthday and I remember speaking to her one day on the phone and I said oh darling what do you want for your birthday and she said Annie Shell, I really I'd really love for you to come home and I was just like oh my god I've been away far too long and um, because my family was all back in Victoria still and uh, and then September 11th happened and I was just like, oh, my goodness, like it just rocked the world and I just went, what am I doing here? I've got to be closer to family. So I decided to pack up and come back and, yeah, I just decided to start a little cafe because there were so many beautiful eateries 
in Port Douglas. I think I remember I counted one time there was like 50, 52 eateries in Port Douglas and, you know, they were all amazing, all beautiful. And then I come to this little place called Tumut and it was like there was one cafe. <laughs> so I was like, how am I going to cope? And we'd see my sister actually had seen this little place called the Coach House, which was the original coach house to the bank of the NAB so it's still there today and it's actually still called the coach house cafe and she had actually said oh there's this little it's like an old stable so it's where they used to have all the horses and I met Hansie Hansie's an icon in Tumut she's um such a beautiful lady her and her husband Gary they kind of took me under their wing and they gave me a place to stay and um, you know, we started up this cafe and yeah, it was just wonderful. It was really great. And it's, yeah, as I said, it's changed hands a few times now, but it's um, still called the coach house. So wow. yeah, it's really good. Yeah. An institution it. for Tumut that you've had a hand in. Yeah. Yeah. I Do you think about that? That way? No, 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 probably not. No. Yeah. And I, I sometimes ask myself that question because yeah, I don't know whether I just get sick of one thing or I'm, you know, and then have to challenge myself. I'm just always looking for that challenge or whether I'm just silly and just because <laughs> I remember when I told my husband I'm starting up a bike shop and he said, well, you can do that on your own. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. But we don't have a bike shop in Tumut. <laughs> So there was no bike shop here before Ground Up? No, we had a little cyclery in the Toy World shop here in town. The, the owner was a big cycler in the day and I think his wife may have done the toys and he kind of had like a little cyclery um, in there <laughs> yeah, and yeah. that was all we had. Yeah. So um, that was well before the pandemic and then when I started up my second cafe down by the race course I did have a, a coffee van as well that I used to take down there because a few people from Rotary had, had messaged me one day and said look you know I think this is a great spot um, do you want to come down and see there wasn't a cafe or anything down there initially so when I had the little coffee van it was when my children were quite little so we decided um, to go down there just we did pancakes and coffees on a Saturday, Sunday, and it was just so busy. So I'd be making pancake batter at home and I'd be like, you know, in this little van flipping, you know, and cooking pancakes. And so we decided to do a little cafe down there. So that was, yeah, how that started as well. So it's, yeah, it's been great. When you said before, you're like, oh, this must be crazy. I just, I don't like to stay in one thing. I like to do, you know, move on to something else. I actually think that it's probably that entrepreneurship in you wanting to like seeing a gap in the market, filling it because mm. your coffee van was way before Way, um, way of, before coffee vans. Where they're on every corner now. Um, yeah. And look, I, I'm I'm someone with a dream of a cafe van. Um, oh, wow, <laughs> yeah, really? If, if my podcast van doesn't work out, I'm desperate oh, to have yes. one. <laughs> Great. But also when you talk about the coach house as well and, you know, the cafes, like you came here, mm. you saw there was a gap in the market and you filled it. You know, um, Rotary are like there's no coffee or whatever. You see a gap. You can't build anything down there, so – take the building with you like you're very entrepreneurial 
Yeah, well, maybe when you put it like that, I've never really, you know, you, you hear that name entrepreneur all the time and, um, yeah, I've just, yeah, I, I kind of just did it. I did it and I probably thought about it later and I went, oh, gee, that was probably a really big move there, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even going back to that bike shop thing, like when my husband said, you know, oh, no, bikes, like what, you know, and my love of bikes because I'll take you back to where – I grew up in Bendigo again and we had horses so we we had a little farm and my mum and dad that's what they did we we bred horses so every weekend we'd go around to horse shows so that was our holiday really that's all we did and I loved horses but I didn't love love them they had a mind of their own so I was like you know and I was probably a little bit maybe scared of them or I, something. I was like, going to say, they actually scare me. Yeah, there was something about them, whereas my so sister is such a great horsewoman and she still like a whisper. She still has horses now, you know, and she lives on a farm and, and that, whereas I always had my bike, yeah. you know, and I just had my bike everywhere with me. So um, I'd be off with the boys and mum would be trying to look for me and go, you know, you're on in five minutes. And I'd be like, oh, but I'm just out the back and, you know, playing with the boys. So... I guess from that, um, yeah, that was probably probably my love of bikes, where that come from. So I think it's really come around sort of that full cycle of really wanting to put the cafe with bikes, but I knew when I had that cafe down there, it wasn't going to work um, for whatever reason. Like it was just, and I needed to go into retail. And then I think I realised it's very hard food is very laborious and I've come from hairdressing which is very laborious you do long hours then I went into cooking and then cooking was very laborious so I just wanted something that you could leave at the end of the night and and lock up and then come back tomorrow so that was kind of when I thought well maybe bikes could work and we're in a and actually Tumut is an amazing area for riding like we're very outdoorsy um people that's what we do we've got the most amazing dams here we've got um you know we're starting to get a few different things like you know rail trails but up in the high country we've got you know the bushwalking and all that sort of stuff so we we are outdoors and we love our outdoors here and that's maybe where it's come where it's come from yeah how did you find starting a bike shop versus the cafes was it similar you know do you use the same business skills the same business plan all of that sort of stuff it was a very different being retail versus hospitality yeah that's that's a great question because I I have been asked that um before and for me I never really had a business plan I've never had a business plan and I don't know how many people you talk to there's not that a lot would say that they yes. you know because when people I mean I started out with not much money in in all my businesses and this is what I try and say to my kids like I think initially when I had my bike shop I had like $40,000 and that's how I started my bike shop but everything just went back into that shop like so I probably and my husband has got a, another good paying job. So it kind of allowed me to dabble a little bit and look, it is it is tough and it was tough. Um, but everything just kept going back into what we have today and what you see today. So I always tell people you can start off with not much. And as long as I made rent every week, 
that was all I worried about. Well, that's the thing to find what your non-negotiables are and go, okay, well, there's, you know, $1,200 non-negotiable every month. Um, and it'd be more than that if you have a, obviously a, a retail store where you're paying rent, Yeah. but yeah, just going, okay, well, how do I make that? You know, and, Mm. and then anything of, you know, from that is, is a bonus and you obviously get bigger and bigger because where we are today it's big. Like, um, as you said, I'm from Bendigo. We're a massive bike community, like oh, really yeah. big, actually. Um, I have a massive crush on Peter Mullins. I don't know. I doubt she'd ever listen to my podcast, but um, I have a massive crush on her. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, like I love bikes. We've got really big stores, but even this is a, a store is, is huge. And uh, we do get a lot of comments um, when people sort of come to us and they go, wow, I didn't expect, I wasn't expecting this. So, How does that feel? Like, is that a good, you know, is... Oh, absolutely. Is it? Yeah, 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 it is. It's one, and I think that's, that's all you need to hear to know that you're successful because, you know, when people just sort of see that, that's when they're like, oh, wow, or you've got such a great range or you've oh I didn't know you actually did women's clothing in in bikes because not a lot of bike shops actually have women's specific clothing as well they they fit very much for one specific like you know we have well back in Bendigo it's probably a bit more road road based that was how I sort of grew up with now it's very casual now with the mountain biking and you know it's sort of it's a little bit diverse but you sort of got to have a little bit of both anyway so oh I've got to questions I don't know which way to go to you know what how it's gonna run I I think I first want to just hit pause and go what's your definition of success because you just said when someone walks in and they're like wow I didn't realize it was this big you're like that's you know for you you know it's successful what's your definition of success is it the money in the till at the end of the day or no I, I don't even know if I've really asked myself that I actually love what I do I love talking to people I think and that's probably stemmed from my hairdressing days like I think if I did something else like I quite often go oh wow you know could I work in a in an office I'm like oh no no I couldn't work in an office could I like You'd I'd, be be a waste. Waste. I'd be a waste <laughs> everyone would yeah no one would get any work done no. <laughs> but we'd all have such a good time yeah. and yeah yeah I do like to talk um, I am a good listener too, though. Yeah. Like you have to be. Um, that's that's the yeah. hairdressing. You know, yeah. they're coming in for a therapy session at some point, yeah, and definitely you've got to listen. Session. And if, I mean, <laughs> even with their cut and color, you are listening. You are interpreting what they're saying into obviously what yeah. you're cutting and coloring, and yeah. hoping there's some. <laughs> we're yeah. on the same so wavelength. When, yeah, when you say success, I still don't know if I'm successful. Really? Yeah, you are. Yeah, you've had cafes that have been successful. You've started, and probably what I was going with it before was that, yes, it is big, but this isn't where you started. You started in a smaller Mm -hmm. store. So already by definition of success, it is successful because it's grown. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So you are... When you put it like that. Yeah, just carry me around in your pocket. I'm just a wonderful little cheerleader. Yeah, no, that's, yeah. But I do, I, I absolutely love what I do and I love I love our town and I love our region. Yeah, so that, that makes me a big advocate for, oh, like, I want you to come and, and enjoy what we have. And, and when people come, 
um, obviously they're bike riders because they come to a bike shop, but they want to know what's in our region. Um, so yeah, like we've got Tumbarumba, that's just, um, has the first rail trail for New South Wales. So that, oh, that's taken, like, it was amazing that Tumba got that and, but we need more. Yeah. Our region, like, you know, as we were talking before, Victoria yeah, have so more. many. And, yes. And from, I remember going from Bendigo to my grandmother's house in Ararat, all those little towns in between, like, they died off many years ago, but all these rail trails come through and you should, like, they're amazing now, like, they're beautiful little bookeries and cafes and little artist shops and they're just beautiful like you actually want to stop there and and actually go for a bike ride I think people have sort of come back they've left and now they're back and I can see in our region here like Batlow was a very big town in its day it was probably I think it was bigger than Tumut like it had a mountain made cannery and that was where all all of your apples and stone fruits and all that come from and yeah and it, it died off like for a long time but it's slow, like it's certainly not back up there, but it's just on that cusp of, you know, maybe with Tumba, so there's Tumba, Batlow, and then Tumut, and then Gundagai. So um, it's slowly sort of getting there, but we need people to come and visit and, you know. Absolutely. But we need yeah. things to do for those people as well. So there's a couple of the really nice little, um, uh, the Apple Thief, um, which is a cider, and they have Batlow Cider Festival. Um, oh, that's nice. been a great thing for our region. I think maybe ten years or something like that. Like it's been a long time, but I, they didn't run it through COVID. But then, yeah, so they get thousands of people rocking up in little old Batlow. So, which <laughs> just puts you know such a boost in our town and our region yep. as well. So. And speaking of COVID and the pandemic, um, bikes, I mean, if you didn't have one, you got one. So you started your business just before, you know, the pandemic. And I mean, it would have given it that massive boost. How have you coped through those uh, few years? When the pandemic hit, you couldn't get bikes. So everyone was either doing their bikes up, like we were considered essential. So you know, if you could either walk or you could ride your bike for an hour, that was basically it. Um, so lots of people, if we didn't have a bike, well, we just couldn't, we'd have to fix your bike. So we had a little bike rack out the front. We had a table at the door. So we had, you know, people could either ring up, book their bike in and they would put their bike in a little rack and um, we would bring it in. We'd have to disinfect it all and um, service it. And then we would either ring them up or send them a message and we'd have their bike back out the front for them. That was kind of how it was for, you know. And I guess in that time, like my husband, he um, runs a bowling club. So he's the CEO of a bowling club. So that, that actually had to shut down. So he was actually out of a job. So he couldn't work. Um, but then the bike shop just exploded and he was virtually in there full time. So fixing bikes. (laughs) (laughs) And how do you go working together? Yeah, not bad. Not bad. (laughs) He's out the back and I'm out the front. Yeah, clearly defined roles. Yeah. 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 We we know where we stand. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Definitely. (laughs) Um, I don't know too many, um, bike shops that have, you know, a female founder right at the front. Mm. That's pretty incredible too. 
Yeah, actually, a few people do say that. Like, it's generally a, a, a male. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. so I just, yeah, I just love love bikes. Yeah, I do. I do. Uh, in terms of business, um, what's the hardest thing for you? Is it the back of office or the marketing or any part of it at all? Definitely, I would have to say marketing. It's probably, I think, just with the way of everything, the way everything's going, social media, having a, a presence online, um, all the TikToks, like, <laughs> gosh, <laughs> my children, you know, trying to... Uh, we do actually have a TikTok for the shop, but I'm barred off it. So <laughs> they don't let me near it. Yep. So I find that a little bit probably daunting for me is doing all the content and making things look good um my son actually is into like photography and that so he's helped us out a bit there's another local girl Roz um she's got a photography business who I'm very fond of her I've um she actually worked for me when she was um just starting out and moved to Tumut so she she's actually done our website if you um get on our website and have a look at that so we try and use sort of all local you know things and and I think paying for that sort of stuff um you really as a business it's you know you really need to do now because it's the way thing everyone just googles a, like if they come to town like best coffee in town yeah you know you just ask google and yep. and best bike shop in town yeah. you know wh- yep. where's the bike shop so yeah you've really got to be a presence with the social media as well but that's probably one thing that i'm not but i'm you know I guess it's having the people around you that can help you as well and, you know, not be afraid of it. But No, and I, I think that's my – yeah, don't be afraid of it. Like, you yeah. can't break it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but there's always – I think there's so many free courses anyway, but um, investing, you know, in someone, in a mentor and, you know, getting those skill sets to, to get up mm-hmm. and, yeah. you know, and as you said, I mean, I use Instagram to, to punch in hashtag Tumut Coffee. Like, that's how I find – where there's a coffee shop. Oh, so shop. you can do that? Yes, oh, yeah. So, so, so we need to do your hashtag. Yes, we're, we're going to talk. Oh, my gosh, we need to talk after this. Oh. But, yeah, like so people use, um, I suppose, Instagram like their Google uh, and it's got such a great keyword search at the moment. So even if you had wow. uh, Tumut Bike Store in your caption, uh, in your profile name it or even your hashtags, it all comes up. Um, so yeah, it's really those That's keywords clever, are just it? so important. I've always wondered why you have to hashtag everything, and yeah. you know, is there an easier way to like just like cut and paste? All yeah, those? <laughs> save them onto the notes section on your phone if you've got an iPhone. Um, or I use Planoly. That's how I schedule everything. Um, and oh. there's hashtag sets that you can save in there. I'm just like I'm, I know. I'm in awe. I'm like, oh, I want to know more. <laughs> you have to now. have to do a little search. But um, sometimes it's just those. I know, and I. They're ba- the basic things, and I know they're not for everyone, but sometimes it's just those base level, you know, little things we can do to get our content to be seen. Because I mean, there's a lot out there, isn't it? It's needing to be seen. But um, are you still the only bike store in Tumut? Yeah, um, so there is another bike shop, um, Ian Downing, he's from Bike Revive. He is an amazing um, mechanic, uh, he moved over 
it was actually, I think it was just after the pandemic. And yeah, so he's in town, but he doesn't really do a lot of retail. So we sort of work off one another and um, yeah, so it's great. I love him. Yeah, so he quite often comes and has a coffee with me some days. And yeah, his, his family's still in Canberra. And um, so he's here on his own and, and um, yeah, we're like his second home. So Beautiful. <laughs> yeah, he is. Do you mentor people at all? Other no. business women? No, but I'm always in for a chat. <laughs> Informal <laughs> if, mentoring. If, any, if anyone come and, you know, um, I've quite often there's um, a little group here that has started out and quite often I've been asked to do things, but I'm... I've kind of just been really busy and I guess I just go, oh, yeah, I'd love to. But then, you know, I don't sort of pursue it. But I do love talking to people and I love seeing people succeed. And and maybe if, you know, um, it, it gave them a little bit more of an encouragement to maybe try and, and do something because you can do whatever you want to do. Is this your forever the bike store or do you see another business in you? I, yeah, that's a good question too. I, I don't know. I'm not sick of it yet. That's so, a good thing. <laughs> I'm not sick of it yet. Um, I think it's a really great job for a family, like for us. Like, So probably our next step in life we can retire and maybe our sons or you know may take it on or I don't know I haven't asked them yeah. <laughs> you know, they may turn around and go nah mum that's your thing and you know so I, I don't know yeah and you mentioned you had been at a basketball tournament um just mm. in an email and mm. um I know what that's like to be away from home <laughs> they're all weekend those things um yes. you know and your whole focus is on that child that you're with yep. at that tournament um it, how do you blend work and family especially when you've got the older children I think they're they're really busy they're busy humans (laughs) that have social lives that's a real juggle um my eldest boy he he actually lives at home he's just finished year 12 last year so um that was that's been a really difficult time for him because he went through that 10 and 11 through COVID Mm -hmm wanted to finish year 12 he decided that's you know so just went to the high school up here it was good but he really struggled I think with year 12 I I think he probably didn't have all the tools and maybe the the teachers to help it was just sort of you should know how to study so you need to probably just go and study like here's all here's all the stuff to study you need to just go and do that so he did he did pass and and that was just our whole concept just do your best darling like just be there do it complete it and it doesn't matter like no one's going to sit there and go oh what did you get in your hsc like at the end of the day it's it's not a question that would ever enter my mind to ask no. someone um you know people forget about it and they i think do. Yep. you know don't put so much stress on you know your score or whatever because yeah there's so many other pathways yeah yeah and I think they do they do realize that and I think because even after I'd spoke to Aiden he said look I don't know if I want to go to uni mum like you know but I can do it this way or you know go well oh I didn't know you could do it that way so you know they kind of do know their pathways um yeah so he's he's just kind of doing a gap year at the moment so he just really wanted to have a bit of time out working in the bike shop um that sort of thing and and having having a nice 12 months off 
and my middle boy goes to school up in Sydney Um, so he's chasing his dream of being a sports person he's always been one of those kids that has made representative basketball representative cricket rugby league so we have done it all traveling with him all over as well so and that now my 10 year old daughter she loves basketball so yeah, yeah. yeah it, it is a real juggle yeah and so, it's just a team here that helps obviously to to oh, back yeah, you up it's actually tumut has um the tumut timberwolves and we our little 12 year old girls made the state cup and came second and it's, it's amazing what we can produce out of these little country towns and the sports kids that, that do, you know, they love their sport. Yeah. And what it swimming. builds in those kids as well. Yeah, They're absolutely. Pretty special but humans. We to do have. do a lot of travelling. Yes, <laughs> racking up the case. <laughs> oh, um, just my last question is, and you have name dropped um, Roz a lot, I know, so I'm hoping you have another one up your sleeve, but... Tell me about a friend of yours that we need to know about. Well, I was telling you earlier about Catherine Ann, a, a really good. Um, we bounce off one another. Catherine's been in business over 20 years in the beauty industry. So um, I just take my hat off to her. Um, she's done amazing. Grown up here in Tumut and, yeah, has um, she has Alabashe, Catherine Ann's beauty therapy. So she's put a lot of girls through um, their traineeship and apprenticeships through the beauty industry. Um, she's probably one of my favourite. But look, there's so many. Like Tumut, like we do. We, you know, we have a lot. We have a lot in Tumut. Yeah, as I mentioned, Roz. I go to the gym a couple of times a week. Jess Buckman from The Gym. She does amazing stuff. We're everywhere. There is no shortage of stories. (laughs) Absolutely not. So, yeah, yeah, but that's just off the top of my head. But if you, yeah, if I really did think about it, I could probably get a couple more. Oh, I'm sure you could. (laughs) I want to say thank you for inviting me here to Tumut. And I just, I'm actually, you know, when you, when you talk about how many businesses you've had, where you've come through that, that customer service is obviously your superpower, um, and being able to connect with a customer. And to be honest, I can see it in your son, actually, uh, just, yeah, look, you know, 19, but you know, really personable and able to, to hold a conversation, you know, and just that, just the little things like saying goodbye, nice to meet you. You know, yeah, like you know, you're raising special. such great yeah. kids, yeah. you know. Thank and you. That's it's beautiful. Oh, it's just nice, so nice to see and yeah. to feel welcome. The country kids too, I think. There's so many beautiful kids in it, yeah, in this town. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for being a guest on the podcast and um, oh, can't wait to go on out and have a look at some bikes and, yeah, share some photos back to the – yeah, the second born and, and showing where I am. And with the bikes, people can buy them online. Um, pretty much we don't, well, we're, we're a Trek store. So we have, um, so you can actually look up any of Trek bikes and it will tell you sort of what we've got in store, but we don't have like a live run stock. It's sort of, I'd probably need another manager to come in and and sort of, you know, um, do that every day. So, but definitely, yeah, call in, drop in, shoot me a message. If you're in the region with your bike, come in and have a chat and absolutely or even just have a chat yeah (laughs) get it serviced have a chat (laughs) thank Thank you. you 
Now, before you take off with all that inspiration and knowledge, we'd love for you to leave a review on our podcast so that we can continue to amplify women's voices in the media. And if you have any questions, we'd like to celebrate a win. You can always connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Oak Magazine AU. I'm so glad we've met and that now you know a friend of mine. <laughs>